Hello and thanks for downloading this episode of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed in this pod are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. After... stopped it. Dispossessed once more. Gibson wrestles possession back and then Tamani Diagraga's first touch is to get it out to Phillips who's going to slide draw pass it into the feet of Dylan Connolly who's clean through on goal and oh. Connolly's right footed effort is straight at James Trafford. He's going to be perhaps a bit disappointed there that he didn't test the keeper a bit more but great defence splitting pass to find him from Adam Phillips. Angle tight and a decent stop from the Bolton Wanderers keeper. Fossey gets it back, slide draw pass, Affle laying down this right-hand side, his pullback is decent, Dion Charles has got a clear side oh. to goal, he should have broke the net and he's curled it wide of Trevor Carson's post, great chance missed. Here they come again though, Dion Charles has got space in the box, oh he's hit the crossbar, I'm not sure whether Trevor Carson might have got half a finger on that one, you know at full stretch, but that's two clear sights of goal that Dion Charles has had and the Bolton Wanderers striker look to beat Trevor Carson and back off the woodwork it comes that's a definite tactic from Morecambe to to nick the ball away and hit quickly on the break and that's time Santos wins the day and here come Bolton Wanderers down the left hand side ball in field and it's wide of the far post that could very easily have found the back of the net Morecambe almost caught on the counter-attack, Declan John down the left-hand side and it was a scorer of the equaliser back at the reverse fixture at the Mazuma Stadium. Amadou Bakayoko couldn't quite stretch far enough and it goes wide as Trevor Carson's far post. Back it goes to the Morecambe captain Anthony O'Connor who's going to go sideways to Reese Bennett who's going to get it back to the Morecambe captain over on this right-hand side, fizzes it into the feet of Connolly who just tried to get a first-time ball going down the right oh. side oh that's a little bit short it's going to be tapped in here by Cole Stockton and Morecambe have taken a lead against all of the odds and it's come from a mistake at the back the back pass was far too short and McLaughlin nips it in and Cole Stockton we spoke before the game he'd only scored once in the last eight games that was in the reverse fixture at the Mazuma against Wanderers he will not score an easier tap in in the whole of his career passes it into the empty net and with four minutes to go before half-time, what about that? Bolton Wanderers nil, Morecambe one, Cole Stockton. It's against the run of play, Dave, isn't it? That's what happens, you can't turn yourselves off, you cannot switch off against this Morecambe side, and that's what they've done, a lazy pass, wasn't it, at the back? And Morecambe latch on it, it was a vital touch, and there was Cole Stockton to stab home. He won't score an easier goal this season. It's a lovely finish, isn't it? Under uh, under a little bit of pressure, but uh, irrespective of... Uh, of Bolton's fine start to this game, it's Morecambe on, it's Bolton nil. They're ragging our Bolton at the moment, that's for sure. Dylan Conley's going to try and keep that one in. Oh my goodness me! Oh my goodness me! Well, in front of the Morecambe fans, way to our right-hand side here at the University of Bolton Stadium. That looks a stonewall penalty to me. Connolly nicked in front of Ricardo Santos and it looked like he just wiped Connolly out. Referee says no. Here come Bolton once more, always dispossessed, that's a straight pass, Adam Phillips moving forward over the halfway line, Dylan Connolly now for the Shrimps over on this right hand side, looking for options, squares the ball across and Stockton's oh, right footed effort, big chance straight at the keeper. Bolton do play a lot of good football, 
they do. You have to give them credit for that. But I'm looking at my notes here. I don't think Trevor Carson's had a save to make yet. Could be famous last words. That because Declan John is bursting into the Morecambe penalty area. Declan John tees it up for the shot. Coming in, takes the deflection. And there you go. That's the first significant save of the night for Trevor Carson. Away, he was going to his left. He had to alter his foot in and down to his right-hand side. Turns the ball away, round the post for a corner. It's like they heard you, Dave. It's a good save from Trevor. I think it takes a deflection, to be fair, uh, which could certainly take some sting out of the shot. But he still has the save to make, and he does that very well. Corner comes in, headed up in the air. Oh, it's a free header at the back post. It's got and it, it was, all wrong. It was Santos, and it was a 50p head. Wide. And that's another fantastic block out for a yet another corner. I have lost count of how many corners Bolton have. Well over double figures now. And another good block away. And out it goes. One last chance perhaps for Ian Everts' men. Inside the last 60 seconds of stoppage time. Corner comes in from Declan John. This one needs clearing. Fossey on the edge of the area. Ball across. Ball man over on the back post. That could be a shot coming in there from Bavard. Oh, it's going to be the equaliser. It is the equaliser. John Darby Bavardson. Oh, no. 30 seconds from the end of the game and Bolton Wanderers pressure has finally told we didn't get the clearance on the second phase from the corner it dropped to the substitute and he took his time and picked out the corner of Trevor Carson's net and in the fourth and final minute of stoppage time here at the University of Bolton Stadium it looked for so long as if we were going to be climbing out of the League One relegation zone and from somewhere Bolton have found an equaliser to make it Wanderers 1, Morecambe 1. Heartbreak for the Shrimps. Absolute heartbreak. Oh. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. It's the Shrimps Heard It podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. Thank you for downloading this episode as ever, and thank you for your company on Shrimps Live, full match commentary as ever, on Beyond Radio. And I'm sure I speak for all Morecambe fans when I say we are absolutely gutted, absolutely heartbroken at the way the game against Bolton Wanderers has finished. The evidence is clear for all to see. It doesn't need me to go on a public record and speak about match officials. You can see the replay for yourself regarding the penalty incident and you can make your own mind up. I think that is all I can say on the matter. That would have been 2-0 if that had been awarded and we'd have scored and I'm sure we would have gone on to win the game. But the heart, the spirit, the tenacity... It has been there in abundance for many, many weeks now, but you thought for all the world as if that was finally going to be a win on the road, a clean sheet as well, which would have been our first clean sheet in 11 games, and we would have climbed out of the bottom four. We've been stuck in 21st for what seems an absolute eternity, but so much to be positive about once again, and now two massive games coming up. Cheltenham on Saturday, away at Shrewsbury next Tuesday. Cannot wait for those 
this relegation battle is far from over, Morecambe fans, as well we know. Let's get some reaction to the action then. In just a few minutes, I'm going to be talking to Mark Halliwell. Mark is the editor of GloucestershireLive.co.uk. He's also the BBC Radio Gloucestershire commentator for Cheltenham Town. He's followed the Robins for many years and the ideal man to get the full lowdown on Michael Duff's men ahead of their trip to the Mazuma on Saturday. But before that, let's get some reaction to the Bolton game. From the Shrimps camp, we've been speaking to defender Jacob Badeau and first manager Derek Adams. Yeah, the performance was excellent tonight. You know, I thought that um, we played really well tonight. We created some really good openings. Uh, you know, I thought that uh, it was a strong performance from the whole team tonight. You know, defensively, we limited Bolton Wanderers to very few opportunities and uh, we created some really big moments in the game. And uh, I think that... You know the goal that you know Cole Stockton got was, you know, from our press from Adam Phillips, uh, who was magnificent on the night. Connolly, you know, ran his socks off, and so did, you know, the three players in midfield, Stockton up front, and the, you know the, the defenders as well, showed really good shape. And uh, you know we should have gone two and ahead. Um, you know we had a number of chances, but we've had a stone wall penalty kick, not given it one nil, and um, I think that you know over the night. Um, I think that the referee um, has to see that it is a penalty kick. He doesn't give it. The linesman on the side doesn't give it. And, uh, you know, I don't know if they thought they had to send a player off because he was sliding in. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a really bad challenge from their player. And, uh, you know, Connolly is in full momentum, takes the ball past him and gets wiped out. And I don't understand why, you know, the penalty, you know, hasn't been given. But in the end, um, you know, we've, we've taken a point. We've got... You know, a lot of decisions didn't go for us tonight. I think that um, I thought the Bonders has got a lot of decisions going their way uh, for whatever reason. You know, the, the fourth official um, started to rotate the ball. You know, he threw the ball back into play, which I didn't think was allowed uh, to happen in the game. And um, in the end, uh, I thought my players were, you know, magnificent tonight. How difficult is it to take the positives from such a good performance when you feel so frustrated by the outcome? Um, it's not difficult at all, you know, because um, we played really well tonight. We created really good opportunities uh, against Bolton in their home ground tonight. And I think that that uh, has shown we did exactly the same on Saturday against Plymouth. Uh, and we took a point against Ipswich as well. So we've played the top teams in the division over the last three games and uh, competed really well. Those decisions you talk about, particularly the penalty, if they're the other way around in this stadium, Bolton at home, do you think they get given? Well, I can't say that. It's uh, you know um, that has to, to come from you know other people. That's that's not for for me to say. But um, you know I do think that um, we had a lot of players booked tonight. Um, one of their players uh, on the far side of the the pitch uh, actually threw the ball towards, even though he had the ball in his hands towards one of our players' faces and pulls it back, and nothing happens. That is a booking, uh, and I think that uh, you know tonight you know was really disappointing you know Chris Ardenson you know I've known for for many years and uh, go back to my time you know when I was at Plymouth Argyle he, he missed a ball boy getting pushed uh, off the off the pitch by one of the Leighton Orient players he missed a big penalty claim tonight you've added a point to your tally you could of course have been out of that bottom four but every point is going to be precious isn't it 
Listen, we deserved the three points tonight. There's no doubt about it. We, we were the team that uh, created uh, the better opportunities uh, in the game, or the best opportunities in the game. And the thing that um, we, you know, limited uh, Bolton Wanderers to very few saves. I think Carson's had one save uh, to make in the night, and uh, I think that on Saturday it was a similar story. How impressed have you been, Derek, with, with how they've adapted to the way that you want them to play and, and obviously what we've seen tonight, the work rate, the effort, the endeavour? Yeah, I mean, they've played the shape, you know, very well. Um, we've also got a threat in the team as well now and, you know, I've changed things about. I've had to uh, take players into the squad that I've known uh, from before and uh, I think the ones that have been here, uh, like Connolly, has come in and, uh, you know, done really well. As far as Cole Stockton's concerned, obviously the top scorer, he's got so many this season. He's gone a few games without scoring. Is that important for him to get back on the score sheet and, and get some sort of return, get a point for it? Yeah, I mean, he's always going to score goals because we create chances for him. And, uh, you know, he you know, got a goal tonight. He's in the right place and uh, finished it well. And uh, he's always, you know, been a big player for us. But I thought, you know, the back line and in midfield and up front uh, you know, were very, very good tonight. Uh, and Aaron Wildig went off injured in the first half. He tried to soldier on, I think, and, and had to come off. Do you know the, the early prognosis there? He's twisted his ankle. You know, he went to block a, a cross and uh, the ankle just twisted. So we'll wait and see, you know, what happens after that. Thank you. Thank you. Three at the back again, Derek. Tonight, that's the third time you've done that. Is that what is going to be going forward or is it going to be game by game? It'll be game by game, but, um, you know, we've, we've shown tonight that... Um, you know, we're very strong uh, playing that way. Uh, it suited us and uh, we know how Bolton are on a, you know, a very good run and we stopped them creating you know, many opportunities in the game. We can't keep saying it, though, can we, week after week? We've done enough to we deserve more from the game because the game's going to start running out. Well, you can say that because we have done enough for the game. You know, we, we've done enough, uh, uh, created enough uh, good openings in the game to, to win the match. And uh, you know, if the referee you know gives the penalty at one uh, 0 then we probably make it two 0 If we, you know, score the, the chances that we had uh, in the game, then we go on to win it. But it is that heart, the desire, that determination, the bodies on the line defending that that, that are hopefully going to get us the wins that we need. Yeah, of course, and we deserve to win tonight. Um, I think that. Uh, you know, we, we had some really good play, uh, you know, especially on the, the counter-attack. We were quick on it and, uh, you know, picked out, you know, some really good openings. Reese Bennett also went off. We had to rejig the back line and play a couple of plays out of position. Ryan Cooney over on the left side, Greg Lee inside. So that, that made it even more heartbreaking that we defended so well and we couldn't quite see it through. Yeah, I mean, we've got to be, you know, adaptable. And uh, I think that, um, you know, we've got players that uh, can be and we took players off the bench tonight, you know, we did it at half time, we had to do it before half time and then, you know, quickly into the second half and uh, we've got players that can play in a variety of positions. Jacob, that must be a really hard one to take. How's everybody feeling in there? Um, yeah, obviously everyone's a bit down. I think we, we deserved the three points tonight. I think everything was kind of against us and um, the boys played so well. Um, so to concede in the, at the end like that was obviously tough to take. But um, it's a point in the right direction um, and we've got to take that kind of performance um, into Saturday. It's the cliched thing to say that it, it must feel like a defeat. Is it important that you hang on to that positive stuff and, and the fact that you've come here and got a point and performed so well? I think so, yeah. Um, obviously, the three points would have been, would have been really good. Um, but sometimes when you come to, to big, bigger, big clubs with a big stadium, big crowd... Um, some things just don't go for you um, and they put the pressure on at the end um, and we were holding out and then that corner 
bobbles around the box and, and he puts it in. It's tough to take, but we, we have to take the point and move on. Probably could, maybe should have had a penalty at, at 1-0. There's a sense of frustration, I know, from the manager about that. Did it feel like that frustration built as the game went on? Um, I don't know what I can say, to be honest. Um, there was a couple of decisions, I think, that, that didn't go our way. And sometimes that happens um, in the game. But um, as a team, we just have to have to move forward and, and try and get used to some of the refereeing. As far as the way you, you're being asked to play since the manager changed, it's very different, isn't it? How much adapting is there having to be done? And, and physically, how difficult is it out there? Um, I think when you come to, to clubs that are higher up in the league, it's always going to be tough anyway. Um, the manager wants to build a solid base, um, which I think tonight we, we showed that base. They only had, they hit the bar in the first half, but I can't remember anything else in the game really that, that troubled uh, Trev in goal. So it's not much getting used to. I think it's something that obviously the manager was here last year. So a lot of the boys know the way he wants to play and the, um, the kind of team and, and spirit he wants to create. I know defenders and I know how much pride you take in doing your job and putting your body on the line and stopping the ball going in the net. Is that solid base the thing that can give you real encouragement about staying up? I think so, yeah. If you, if you look tonight, I think um, with, with Tombs in front of, of the back three like we had, I think we were, we were pretty solid and, and we kind of were seeing the game through. Obviously, they had a lot of possession second half. As the game went on as well, they started to uh, put more and more pressure on, but I never felt like they were... Um, massively on top and they were going to score so I think um, yeah it showed well tonight I think For a long time you were out of the relegation zone because you were winning the game obviously the point instead of three makes a difference there how confident do you feel that, that you can get out of this? I'm pretty confident we've got a, a very good team um, we've got players on the bench like Jonah John and the people that came on today um, the, the quality in the squad is, is there and I think even since I've been here, since January, there's been games where we think, oh, how have we not won that? Um, so we've just got to keep, keep pushing, keep believing in each other, sticking together. And um, yeah, I think we can get out of the situation we're in. And the, the games coming up are um, obviously really important against teams that aren't higher up in the table. Yeah, how important is that? Because there's been so many kind of what-if moments, even in the time you've been with the club. It, it's crucial. Is it crucial that you've just got to get over the line and win one now? Um, we've got, I think, 10 games left, um, so it's not panic stations yet. Um, we've, got to, we've got to keep a kind of head about us and um, going into Saturday at home with our fans behind us, um, we've, got to, we've got to be positive about getting a result there. I think we've been very resolute and got, got a fair few points, draws, but hopefully we can turn those into wins at home. So, And from a personal point of view... <laughs> thrown in at the deep end springs to mind how much have you enjoyed it how much are you learning every day yeah it's been really good to be fair um it's exactly what I wanted to um to get when I came into the club obviously when um Robbo was here um I knew the position we were in but it's it's the learning curve and, and the games that you want as a young player playing at a stadium like this Plymouth on on Saturday and then the home games with the atmosphere with everyone bunched in it's um what every kind of boy wants to do when they're young play in front of crowds and play for something so it's been really good yeah. now Morecambe's home form between now and the end of the season will play a massive part in whether the Shrimps are a League One football club next season or not and we have a massive afternoon ahead this coming Saturday at the Mazuma Stadium Cheltenham Town are the visitors full match commentary of course on Shrimps Live as ever from 2.45 
Now, ahead of the game, I've been talking to Mark Halliwell. Mark is a journalist and editor at GloucestershireLive.co.uk. He's also the Cheltenham Town commentator for BBC Radio Gloucestershire. Follows the Robins home and away, just like we do here on Beyond Radio. And he's done so for many years. The ideal person then to get the full lowdown on Michael Duff's men ahead of their trip to the Mazuma this coming Saturday. So, Mark, thanks very much indeed for coming uh, back on. We really appreciate your time. How does it feel? How does it feel to be in the position, you nice and relaxed in the running, in in mid table, no threat of relegation? It must be a lovely, lovely feeling. Well, I think we're still a little bit, a little bit wary at the moment. We'd like fifty points. We'd like the, we'd like that points total to start with a five, and then. We can properly relax, but uh, I think a few of the teams below us now, they would have to go on promotion form really to uh, to overtake us. I mean, we're 13 clear of Morecambe as we speak now, and uh, that means Morecambe would have to win five more games than us over the next 11, which when you've only won seven all season, you know, so... The management and the staff and the players are saying, no, we're not safe. No, we're not safe. No, we're not safe. But I think a lot of the fans are thinking, yeah, I think we've probably done enough and uh, we, we, we can look forward to to another scene, which is which is fantastic, really. I mean, um, it does take a bit of the... I think a bit of the pressure will come off, but the, the management... I mean, Michael's Michael Duff's saying to the players, no, come on, we're still in a relegation scrap. He, he still says we're in a relegation scrap. But I think that's uh, that's to keep his players focused, really, for the next 11 games. I mean, we've never finished higher than 17th in League One. So I think that's that's the aim. And if we finish seven, higher than 17th in League One, then it has to go down as the best season the club's ever had. And, and, that's, uh, and, and, and that would be a terrific achievement for, for everybody. It certainly would, Mark. I think you went through a bit of a, a sticky patch at the turn of the year, didn't you? There lots of draws... Look for a few weeks as if you were going to be pulled in to the dogfight, and then yeah. you've suddenly found some results. And uh, oh, I think you've lost what is it? Only lost once in nine games now. I think so. All going much better. Yeah, it's something like once in nine games, but it's also two wins in seventeen. But that's <laughs> but that's because there have been so many draws. I mean, there was at one point where we hadn't won for ten games, but seven of them were draws. Mm. So. Yeah, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a sticky patch, and the feeling then was that the team weren't getting what they deserved from the games. Uh, we conceded quite a lot of late goals. We played Charlton at home, for instance, and were very good. Conceded in the ninety third minute, uh, you know, and then we've had. I mean, the game at Wickham, the five five at Wickham was just an insane afternoon. Uh, one nil up. 3-1 down, 3-all, 5-3 down, 5-all, and we could have won it at the end. I mean, that would be just, just an insane game. And really, those two games, Wickham, when we played Wickham on the Saturday and Ipswich on the Tuesday, that just showed the contrast, really. The fact that we went to Wickham and we were and, and managed to draw 5-all, then went to Ipswich and just put in a really resilient performance. We were a bit fortunate, maybe, to come away with a nil-nil, but a really resilient performance with a pretty depleted team. We were down to our last sort of 13 or 14 players for that one because of injuries and illnesses. And um, we put in a really dogged performance uh, there. And uh, I think that, and that, that gave everybody a lot of confidence considering the team that we had out. And so it showed that 
you know, the, the 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 resilience in the squad is definitely there. And then losing at home to Crew was a bit of a oh, hang on a minute, what's going on here? And then to bounce back again on Saturday with the win over Doncaster was was very good indeed. And uh, it just and I think that I think Saturday's win has really given every uh, said to everybody right, that's it now. Okay, we're okay. You know, we're, we're going to be okay. It's you know, everything can't. If we'd lost to Crew and then Doncaster in successive weeks. I think people might start thinking, oh, hang on a minute, we're still uh, we're still here. But, uh, you know, it's... it's. I think uh, uh, the way I look at it, we, we're 95% there. Mm. I think that's fair. You, you can't take your eye off the board because you just no. never, ever know, do you? No, but... not, not, not completely, no. We, no. We've, still got a, we've still got a just a little bit more to do. A little bit more to do. I think the, the one thing that works in your favour is nobody in the bottom six seems to want to win any game of football at the moment. I think the well, the stat that's... I read yeah, was was the bot the last five games of the bottom six have yielded just two victories for the bottom six in thirty yeah. games and nobody yeah. wants to stay up, evidently, according to that. Well that's it. And that's what I mean about teams teams like where we are. Teams teams will have to go on on a promotion winning run to uh, to get anywhere to get anywhere near us. Personally, I mean, I looked at the table yesterday and I thought, well, that bottom six are looking a little bit. I think there's a gap, isn't there, between Fleetwood and Lincoln? Yeah. And then if you, you look at that bottom six down, which is Fleetwood, Wimbledon, yourselves, Gillingham, Crew, and Doncaster, they may be starting to get a little bit detached yeah. from the uh, from the rest of the division. So you, you touched on it there, Mark. Where in terms of where you are now compared to where you thought you might be at the start of the season? In terms of expectations, I, I suppose you've exceeded expectations. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, a lot of supporters at the start of the season would have taken 20th place. You know, simply would right now. Well, I know. I'm sure, I'm sure you would. Um, and... I think a lot of people would have taken twentieth place, but that seventeenth was always was always there niggling away. Everybody's thinking, "Oh, if we could just get above seventeenth, what about that?" And uh, I mean, to I mean, we've got uh, allegedly we have the second smallest budget in the division. Uh, so from that point of view, we're uh, we're exceeding expectations. I think that budget has slightly been. Um, Added to as the seasons, as the season, especially in January, I think it was. I think they had a little bit of a, a little bit of help in January, but um, otherwise, I mean, the recruitment's been very good. I mean, he changed the team quite a lot in January, more than I think he wanted to, uh, with a few new signings, and they've mostly come in and done extremely well. Uh, lost a couple of players. I mean, Chris Hussey uh, went to Port Vale. Uh, Carver Sell left to go to America, which was something he wanted to go and do. He nearly did it at the start of the season before he came to us anyway. Uh, and mostly, and the lone players uh, that he's brought in have, have, have mostly been absolutely terrific. I mean, Callum Wright again from Leicester, Keon Tete coming in from Spurs has been very good. Uh, Dan Lunderloo came from Southampton, started extremely well, played four games. That was absolutely superb. And then got a hamstring injury, so we're probably not going to see him. Again, but you you can't look any further than Alfie May as as the star of the, as the star of the season. Twenty goals in all competitions, ten in his last seven games. Absolutely incredible, and 
I don't think anybody saw it coming. I don't think anybody saw a 20-goal striker in, in Alfie May and uh, all credit to him. I mean, <sighs> unbelievable, really. He's. I don't think he scored 17 goals in a season in his career before. So it's 17 league goals, that is. So he's been absolutely terrific for us. Because I normally... Whoever guest I get, and I wax lyrical about our top scorer, and of course Cole Stockson's had a, another yeah. tremendous season as well. But uh, you've got Alfie May in your ranks. It's quite unusual, isn't it, that you get two teams playing each other, both with twenty goal forwards mm. in their ranks. So uh, it, it's one to look forward to. It is, and I mean, but for those two, where would our two sides be? <laughs> That's how you look at it, isn't it? If but for Alfie May's goals, we we wouldn't be where we are, and you'd probably be in an even worse position than than you are now. So those two really are the sort of talisman of the season, aren't they? And you look at it, and it's going to be an interesting one. Um, I thought we looked after Stockton quite well in the game in the game at Wadden. So I think if we can look after him again, uh, it'll it'll be it'll be good. But uh, our record at uh, our record at the Mazuma isn't isn't great. We've uh, we've we've copped a few beatings up there. Uh, I remember a four nil. We were particularly dreadful in uh, a couple of seasons ago. And uh, no, we 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 need to. Get, if we can get something, I think if we can get something on Saturday, then we can really relax. And I think that will be the way people will look at it. Because say we've got Milton Keynes uh, this midweek, and I'm not really expecting very much from from that. But if we can go up to Morecambe and get something on Saturday, then I think we can possibly then we can probably say no, that's it, that's going to be job done because that would put another three points yeah. between us and yourselves, and then it, it makes it even more difficult for, for for yourselves to catch us. Now, back in October at Wadden Road, it seems an eternity ago when we played that game, but it seemed to me that uh, Michael Duff completely and utterly out-tacticked us on the night. We thought you were going to play three at the back so we matched up with three at the back and and by doing that we played a number of players looking back now inexplicably out of position we played one of our central midfielders at right wing back and he'd been terrific in the middle of the park all season we played one of our central defenders in a holding midfield role we played a different shape to what we played all season long we'd always gone four three three and it just didn't work and you were worthy winners on the night you you just out tactics us (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think that's right, and uh, we were a bit surprised because uh, you know I, look, I looked at Morecambe before the game and I thought, well, yeah, it'll be four three three. Stockton is Stockton in the middle, and you know Diego Raga just behind, and you, yeah, and, and I thought, oh, okay. And a couple of teams have done that in the past. I remember I remember Tranmere doing it last season when we went up there at the start of the season and we absolutely wiped the floor with them. And and uh, teams try and do that, and and it. It very, very rarely works. And you think to yourself, well, why have you done that? Why why not just stick to what you're best at and and try and and try and beat us that way? I mean, I don't see the it's it's a bit of a it's a compliment, really, when you think about it. It's a compliment. So, so you think, okay, oh well, the only way we're going to be able to beat these is to is to match them up. And you think, well, no, you, you should be able to beat us. If you've beaten other teams with your four three three, then then why why change it? Why? Why make? I mean, Michael Duff is very is 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 quite regimented with his three five two. It's you know it's 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 been that way for three or four seasons. He's he's he very rarely goes away from it, and uh, and, and, and when he does, 
invariably it doesn't work because he's got the players to to, to fit that system. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how you line up this time with Derek Adams. Has, has he has he kept to the four three three or has he has he changed well, it? He's only been in charge for two games, obviously. Yeah. Now both of the games we have played three at the back and and against Ipswich weekend before last. He stuck with the, the same lineup that had played the game before, gave them the chance to do what they did. He then yeah. switched it at half time. He put two subs on at half time and changed it to his, what I would say is his preferred formation, which is 4 2 3 1 yeah. come 4 1 4 1. Yeah. Whichever way you like to put it. Yeah, no, he does like that. We've yeah. got illness in the camp at the moment. Lots of uh, players went down with a sickness bug on, on Friday. Hopefully, come, come, we're speaking now on Monday morning, but hopefully come Saturday, a lot of those are going to be uh, back. But for, for Plymouth on Saturday, just gone, we, I think out of necessity, he said in post-match that he was always going to go with the back three. I'm not so sure, personally. I think he was going to go with the back four, but we just didn't have the personnel, simple as that. So we went with the three yeah, at the yeah. back, and it doesn't, for me, it doesn't suit the squad. No, they are a flat back four squad. It's so. interesting because sometimes you get managers who want to play a certain system and will shoehorn whatever players they've got into that system. Yeah. Or you've got a manager who's got a group of players and thinks, right, what system suits this group of players best? Let's play that. And that's what Michael Duff does. He's got his players there and think, right, 3-5-2 suits this group of players. We're going to play 3-5-2. And he recruits for 3-5-2. For example, he, he never buys wingers. We haven't got any wingers because we don't play with wingers. We play with wingbacks. Mm. So what's the point of having a winger? So we don't we don't have any. So and and that's the way he recruits and and it and it's and it and it works. It works. And uh, the only the only slight issue I have at the moment is the balance of the midfield three. I don't quite think he's got that right at the moment because he's got Aaron Ramsey, the Villa Loney, who's Jacob Ramsey's younger brother, and Callum Wright, and they're quite similar players. And I think he's got to pick one or the other, but he wants to play both. Um, so anyway, we won four 0 on Saturday. So what the hell? So, do I know? You know, what, 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 but, do know? what do we know? What do we know? What's me a journalist? What will we know? That leads me on to my next. But that's question, that's, really. that's that's my little little my little quibble about it <laughs> at the moment. But you know, it's it's so it's not too bad really. But we can um, we can live with it. So in terms of formation, personnel, wants to watch. Tell us everything we need to know. B three five two, simple as that, really. Um, he, he, say Alfie May is is the main man. Um, Callum Wright has done has done well this season. Back on he, back on loan, he was on loan last season. He, he, he got an injury earlier in the season, but he's come back and he's he's still a very very big part of the side. Elliot Bonds has come into the side recently, central midfield player. Got a really bad knee injury at the start of last season. Was out for about eighteen months. Um, just coming back, um, just sort of finding his feet again. Really, quite a strong uh, midfield player. He's, he's had a few good games lately. It's good to see him having a run in the side. Um, defensively, we've looked a lot better. I know we sort of conceded five at Wickham, but. Uh, uh, it's Raglan, Pollock and Boyle, the back three, which is probably our best back three. Matt, Matty Pollock's been outstanding on loan from Watford, 20 years old, used to be at Grimsby. Um, scored his first goal, uh, first league goal on Saturday. He's been absolutely superb at the uh, at the back of the back three. And, and a word for 
Um, ben Williams, who's coming on uh, from le- from Barnsley, left wing back uh, to replace Chris Hussey. Big, big shoes to fill in the, with Chris Hussey. I mean, that was a bit of a surprise when, when Hussey went because mm. Michael Duff had always been looking for a backup left wing back. And he signed Ben Williams. And then Chris Hussey suddenly decided, oh, I want to go. Whether that was because he thought, oh, he's coming in to take my place. I don't know, but Chris decided that he wanted to go. So, and Paul Bell came in and uh, we got a bit of money for a 32 year old. So, you know, you, you take the money and, and you move on. And uh, Ben Williams has come in and done extremely well at, uh, at left back, scored a goal on Saturday, first league goal ever. So that was really good. And he settled in, settled in quite nicely. So, and that, again, that's good recruitment because it's been quite seamless. You think to yourself, okay, you've got a player you've got a big player leaving, somebody who's been a big part of your team for two or three seasons leaving, how are you going to replace him? And Ben Williams has just come in. And he's also got Reese Hutchinson, who he signed from Burton, so he's got a couple of options there. But Williams is the sort of first choice at the moment. And uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't expect too much difference from um, from the team that played on Saturday, which was Evans, Ragland, Pollock, Boyle as the back three, Blair and Williams as the wing-backs. Bonds, Ramsey and Wright in the middle and uh, Alfie Makey on the Tete up and I wouldn't expect too much difference from that barring illness and injury the only one the only other thing uh, Connor Thomas has been out injured he's been a big part of our midfield for uh, two or three seasons he might be back uh, available again by then so he might have half a chance of, uh, of featuring someone who's also Liam Sirkham, uh, ain't uh, knocking about who can uh, who could come in so there's a couple of more. There's a few midfield options, but otherwise, I wouldn't expect the team to be too much different from the one uh, that plays on Saturday. Of course, I say we've got a game at uh, Milton Keynes on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night to get through first. But uh, that would that would be my uh, that would be my team. I think. Well, if, if Alfie May can do the decent thing and um, have a bit of a groin hamstring injury that doesn't keep him out for too long, but misses the weekend, then then we, we'd be very appreciative game, yeah. of that. Just miss a game, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a rest, Alfie. Have a rest, Alfie. You've done, you've done well. Well, he's got to 20. That's enough, isn't it? And you're safe yeah. now. You're fine. You're fine. Well, Mark, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate your time. No problem, from, from Morecambe's point of view, we need those five wins from somewhere. We've said for about a month now we need five wins. Hmm. And I think when we said that, it was five wins from 18 games. It's now five wins from 11 uh, so we are absolutely having to target this uh, as a three-pointer. Yeah, we're much, yeah, we're much yeah. better at home than we are away. We've only won twice yeah. away all season. Uh, much better at home. And it's going to be our home form that probably keeps us up if it does keep us up. So we are going to be doing everything we can to try and get the three points on Saturday. Well, I'm sure you are. And as I said, our record at, uh, at Morecambe isn't great. I remember a 2-1 win a few years ago. Uh, but otherwise... A couple of draws. I remember us losing first day of the season when Gary Thompson scored in the 90th minute. Yeah. And so I remember a 4-0 crashing the other the other season. I remember us losing 3-1 a few years ago. Uh, our record up there isn't isn't brilliant. And uh, to be honest, to be honest, if, if if it ended as a draw, from my point of view, I'd take that because our record up there isn't great. Mm. Um, but as I've said to you before. Okay, I, I, I like Morecambe and I'd like Morecambe to stay up. So I would yeah, like Morecambe to stay up. I know you would. I know, of course you would. <laughs> but no, I, I would like Morecambe to, to stay up because it's uh, it's one of the best clubs that we visit, in my view. 
and uh, it's a nice weekend away as well. I'm looking forward to my weekend away, and um, you know, I, I do hope you stay up and and because uh, you're a great club, and I think I think they do things the right way up there. And uh, you know, again, like like Cheltenham, you know, you're punching above your weight, and uh, long may long may it continue. And, and I hope you, yeah, fingers crossed for me as well that you uh, that you stay up, uh, Dave. Gloucestershalive.co.uk for loads of, of preview stuff if you need to find out more uh, about uh, Cheltenham. And of course, you'll be in the commentary box for uh, visiting BBC at the weekend as well, Mark, won't you? Yes, I will be. Yes, yes, I'll be there. Uh, yeah, as I say, I always like my visits to, uh, to Morecambe, so I'm looking forward to it. We'll save you a pie, um, but um, don't, don't, don't take mine. They're still as good as they always have been. Well, Excellent. That's, that's good um, <laughs> Mark, thanks very much and uh, good luck. For, well, I, I say good luck for the rest of the season. I don't think you need it, to be honest. I think you're going to be absolutely fine. So uh, enjoy League One next year and hopefully we are in the same division. Mark, thanks very much. Uh, no problem, Dave. Fingers crossed. A huge thanks to Mark Halliwell, local journalist at Gloucestershire Live and the BBC Radio Gloucestershire Cheltenham Town match day commentator for his fantastic insight into all things Robins ahead of Cheltenham Town's trip to the Mazuma this coming Saturday. Ten cup finals left for Derek Adams' men. If you're not heading down to the game on Saturday, full match commentary as ever. Here on Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio and I follow will be on FM and DAB Plus across North Lancashire and South Cumbria and also online, of course, via the iFollow platform from 2.45. Do not miss it. It's going to be another massive afternoon ahead in Morecambe's survival battle at the foot of the League One table. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Shrimps Verdict podcast as well. We always appreciate your ears and we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.